<laughs> I'm ready now. So, <laughs> thank you. That was just yep, the amount of time I needed. <laughs> I'm, we're all ready now. <laughs> so, like we yet, have a choice with you. Yeah. Yesterday, if you recall, I said that we sent around a little email. Well, technically, I sent around the email. So, we sent around a little email to the guys that normally get together for what we call faith sharing. Essentially, you know, gather in a circle, have like a little topical theme, and share with one another what's going on in our hearts and our spirits and all that sort of thing. In addition to the other kinds of times that we gather for prayer and, and the now, now that we're quarantined, the three times a day that we get together for food. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of, we're a little more, a little more monastic, meaning it's more like yeah, a monastery right, rhythm. Right. Yeah, it's more like a monastery rhythm now because right. it's just like, here we are. It's just us. Hey, so, it's you again. At Jay. least we, we do choose to sit at different uh, tables. Except the first four guys always sit at the same first table. <laughs> right. In fact, I think the first table is like the top oldest guys in order even maybe. I think it's not assigned yeah. that way, but. No, it just it happened. We're closest to the buffet is really uh, how that works. Well, yes, that used to be how it is, but now yeah. they can't get up to the buffet anyway. It's, it's right. awesome. I think it's like common things to talk about, you know. Uh, you separate by age. Conversation. So the, the generational yeah. gaps aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Age, politics, generations, all that kind ah, of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Liturgical preferences. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the Latin now. right table? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Latin right table. Yeah, Not right. that obviously we can't interact with people that uh, yeah. compliment us in different ways, of course. But, you know, if it's going to be three times a day, <laughs> most of those times. Yeah. You don't need to do that thing where it's like breaking the ice with all these guys every day. You know? Yeah, let's do an icebreaker. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> no. <hate> that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in fact, so a lot of them don't come to this face sharing thing. But anyway, so we did, yesterday, as, as we left it on last night's show, it was up in the air because I hadn't heard back from the guys as to whether or not we wanted to just nix it. Because typically we meet in, in one of our smaller living rooms, I guess, with a, a couple of comfy chairs and just sit around in a little circle. It's usually, let's say, six of us. And uh, so I thought that'd be too tight. And I said, should we not do it? Should we still want to do it? And then somebody suggests, why don't we meet in the bigger meeting room and we'll just, you know, move the tables. We'll spread out the chairs so we're far away and, you know, close the door. We'll just talk a little louder. So that did happen this morning. So we had hey, our faith sharing. There was probably six or seven of us. Think probably your, your max given the space, right? If everyone had to be six feet apart. Anyway. And I mean, it's big enough, like if there were more coming, we probably would have just made the circle. If there was other space where we pushed all the tables. We could, you know, oh, we could, gotcha. have, could have done a, a few more, you know, and kept, kept our good well, distance. We were joking yesterday that between, you know, you wanted to be so extroverted, you wanted to this to happen, but nobody else wants to meet right now. So we were thinking maybe it's just you and another guy for an hour. You know? Well, as it turned out, uh, <laughs> a lot of us did want to meet. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, um, uh, so, so we gathered this morning, and honestly, this is one of the things that I've been struggling with strangely, and I don't even really know why. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody out there uh, who's a, a medical person might understand this. The weirdest thing that I've been having is just odd sleep schedule and not being able to fall asleep. And not, I wouldn't necessarily call it insomnia. I mean, I know people that struggle with that, but it's definitely like a, several of these nights since we've been quarantined, like just being tired, but just like laying in bed. And, right. Thinking about, well, let's see if I rewire the studio like this, and Brett and Christina can hear me better. You know, yeah. kind of <laughs> like one thing is just like Ugh. one thing. Ugh. Oh, we got to well, do the live have... stream of Holy Thursday. Where are we going to put the camera? You know, okay. Well, I, so, but, I think but it's some happening. Of, some though. of that. Some think... of that, but also 
but also not that. Like there's been some nights that I haven't, where my mind hasn't been racing and I've just been like, oh good, tonight I'll just get sleep and I just haven't been able to sleep. I think that is a thing. I, my is girlfriend it? and several of my friends are having a lot of trouble sleeping. And okay. It would be easier mm. to just like sluggish all day until you I fall think. asleep. Well, that and even lack of physical activity in some. Well, way. see, that's what I was. So I started thinking that, and then I thought, okay, so a couple of days ago, I, I didn't even really do this intentionally for the sake of getting better sleep, but I got in one of those rabbit holes of like cleaning up cabinets and things. Like I was looking for something, and I found it. I'm like, oh, but look at all this, and I was like throwing things out and organizing, and it was it was a little more physical work than I've been doing because I had to climb on a ladder and I was lugging things down to the, the dumpster and all that. So I'm like, oh, good. At the end of the day, I was like, oh, good. I'll be tired now because I'm I actually did do some physical, and it still didn't work. Nothing. So, so, but actually today was great because I, there hasn't been things on my schedule in the morning. So this was an early, we started this faith sharing fairly early. So this is one of the first days that whether it worked or not, I had to break the cycle of, of falling asleep very late and sleeping late and all that. So that was great about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Plus other guys sharing, sharing their stuff. Was somebody like leading it? Yes. Or is it just, oh, okay. Yeah, so yesterday, the guy, uh, it was funny. In fact, I think this happened after the show because uh, the guy who was leading it said, no, I can't make it. And then he realized that he was leading. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot, I'm leading. Yeah, I guess I better be there. And, and what I'm I like, mean is that we're not like, meeting. Yeah. You can't make it. What, what, where, yeah. where are you going? <laughs> I'll be in my room. <laughs> and I can't make it. <laughs> I uh, genuinely cannot make it what down to that room. <laughs> what else are you doing? So. I'm double self-quarantining. So we did have the faith sharing. Um, it was the, uh, the insight that came from me. I'm not going to obviously share what other people have said because we treat it as a confidential atmosphere. But the thing that occurred to me that I didn't even, I shared part of this, but then it, it, it started making more sense even after I said it, is that um, somehow we were talking about hope and faith, hope in this time and all that sort of thing. And, and entering into entering into Holy Week and participating in the Triduum. And somebody remarked that we were kind of um, springboarding off of some comments that we'd seen other other church people make, is that, well, maybe this will force us to celebrate Easter somewhat in a more genuine way, almost like the apostles did. I mean, they were they were kind of alone in the upper room. They didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't, it, 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 for them, it was not the comfort of returning year after year to this ritual that is filled with the same things that you know like uh, people say every year they go i can't wait for the holy thursday foot washing or i can't wait i love going to the easter vigil because i came into the church 10 years ago and i love seeing the new people baptized and all that if you think about it for the original disciples they didn't have all that so the first easter was kind of weird actually And so, so somebody had suggested that maybe that this will kind of force us, if you will, this will force us to celebrate in that way. But anyway, what, what, what started my sort of um, spiritual examination, I'm going to call it that, one of the other guys said something about um, one of the things we've had to let go during this time is being in control. And, and what we began talking about as a group is the, the kind of, that control is really in some ways the antithesis of faith. So it's not, doubt is not the antithesis of faith, but really wanting to, and, and honestly, if you think about it, that's the original sin. Like Adam and Eve wanted to be like God. And so do we all the time. I want to control everything. I want things to go my way. And I, I would, if I was running the universe, it would be like this. So, so, so really Faith meanings, means putting my faith in something that I don't run the puppet strings for, that I can't plan on my calendar. I mean, you should see 
what typically in the course of a week or a year, my calendar looks like. And my calendar quite honestly becomes kind of like a God, like, a, like an idol, because it's all, and I'm not saying every minute or every second is scheduled, but just the fact that you, one can have, and I can, I'll own it, this feeling of comfort, almost like, again, what we're talking about with the rituals, that same, that kind of comfort that you get knowing that things will this happen in a plan. certain way, that this is the plan. And, you know, having planned out to next November and, and January and all that, and then all of that just get, you know, take a giant eraser and it's all blank. Yeah. And, and honestly, the blank calendar thing is probably one of my greater sources of stress. It's like, what 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 do you what do you do what do you do so so i realized that kind of spiritually probably that's one of the things that that i'm struggling with and i think it is very similar to the original sin because i'm sure that in the, the in my usual life and ministry i am more like thinking that i'm god and putting all the pieces into place and that worked out so well that flight that connected to that speaking engagement and then i was able to have some time with my friend you know i put that all together a couple months ago and it worked and it that's worked great. look at me yeah and there's none of that now. Right. And I think that's a big spiritual lacuna for me. That, that's the yeah. missing. I mean, certainly the biggest spiritual lacuna is celebrating mass with the people. And I'm, de I'm definitely feeling yeah. the lack of that for sure. Right. Yeah. And that's not to say none of those things mean to say that you're not busy because you figured out a way <laughs> to remain busy. Yeah. It's different. You're only planning for, you know, maybe a week out now then, you know, you got this trip and you, cause then the things that you plan, then you're preparing for those. Like if we're going to the Holy land, you got to prepare some of those homilies or whatever, or this planning. Once you chop off 90% of the calendar, you kind of get, you kind of go, what does that mean for my day today? Well, and you, and you hit on something else, Brett, that's, and I've actually, now that you say that, I remember texting this to somebody maybe a week or so ago when somebody was asking about something way down the line. It wasn't, it wasn't a speaking engagement, but it was something like a couple months off. And, and my response was, you know, we're in New York City, we're in the epicenter, we're in survival mode. We're, we're not thinking past the next day. And that's not to say that I'm suiting up and going across to the hospital and being in an emergency room in our ICU. Yes, many people are doing that. But there's some sense of it that, that like many people, and this is what, what's occurring to me now, like many people do live hand to mouth. Many people do don't, many people don't know what the next 24 hours will hold. And it is a luxury or it is, you know, privilege of the upper class to be able to schedule things for yep. November and, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that less in my head and more in my, my being and my body and, and that, and I'm sure that's part of the source of, of, of stress. So thanks be to God, I'm not a homeless person on the street, not knowing where my next meal is coming from, but compared to what life is usually like, this is further closer on the scale to that, meaning we really are kind of living day to day. And I'm not, you know, thanks be to God, we haven't run out of food and we still have, we still have plenty of luxury here in, in where I, luxury in a sense, where I live here in, in, in the rectory. But even, even if it's just in my head, there's still that sense of, of living day to day and survival mode as opposed to quote, normal life or planning or looking at the calendar and going, aha, yes, I should take care of that in a couple of weeks. I mean, all that's gone and it's strange. Yeah, I think um, it reminds me of the coronavirus prayer we did yesterday where it was like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of like idioms or cliches or even things that we're like, we always want to believe in, like, um, like uh, sympathizing with those that, that don't have as much as us. We, that's something we want to be able to do, but you know, we're frail and we're not that good at that. So we need things like this to teach us these things. Yeah. You know, now you really can't get everything you want whenever you want it now. And you can't go wherever you want. And that's a reality for most of the people on the planet 
that you're trying to yeah. like help and sympathize with, I think sometimes we kind of need it proven to us by having to do it ourselves instead of just thinking about it. Yeah. When, when you're really getting closer to the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs or the top, however he right. arranges it. But when it's just like, you know, we're not thinking about uh, what shall we do when the pilgrimage is over, when we're over there and have an extra day and, and what shall I fly back? Will I get upgraded on my seat? I mean, all these things just like, and, and, you know, and again, I'm definitely aware that many people right now are having a lot more crises, not just of faith, but literally of, of economy and jobs. So many people we heard yesterday when we took prayer requests, so many people are either furloughed or just not getting paid, even if the restaurant will open again in a couple of weeks and or have just completely lost their jobs. We saw, um, we saw TV shows that have been canceled and things. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty more than what I have on my plate that is stressing people out in much more significant ways. But I'm just kind of realizing, probably because this is one of the things we talked about this morning at our faith sharing thing. I think the natural tendency that many of us had when this all started is to think of it as such a short-term thing that let's just get through this. Like, like you with your, I just had three days worth of clothes and you know, it'll be a couple more days and I'll get, and it, and it's not, I'm not saying it's gonna be like this forever and ever, but there's a very different, mindset or body i think that's part of it it's our mind body and spirit you, you can't be in temporary or emergency mode for very long without really changing now some people are that's what we're saying some people are in survival mode every single day of their lives right um, and for those of us who aren't you can kind of do that temporarily like when some some tragedy happens in your life and you kind of like get through this and i think I'll speak for myself. I was definitely in for a couple of weeks, this, let's just get through it. Things are going to be different. I'm not going to be celebrating mass. I'll help Father Eric out with the live streaming and then that'll be done. We'll go back to normal. And yeah, normal will happen at some point, but, but I think I'm realizing for myself, I need to find a, a middle ground, a, a new right. normal because it's not normal. It's not going to be for quite a while. Right. And yet, whether it's the sleep or anything else or, or my relationship with God or with the sacraments, that you can't just keep going, well, it's, it's like a special day. It's like a holiday. It's like being on vacation. And it's, it's not. And there's uh, something in between. And I, I haven't found the thing in between yet, or at least I haven't embraced it or settled into it yet. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, you started with this, but it, it does harken back to uh, this article I read recently about just our need. And it seems like part of what you're dealing with is even like the headlines circle around this because it gets so many clicks. When will this end? And this whole idea of like a deadline or a due date or an endpoint is just control. We want some semblance of control. Even if the news we get is bad, like this is going to end in December or something, people will gravitate towards that more because they can prepare their inner right. selves for that. This right. is the arc. Having no right. arc or no thing with that lack of control, yeah. that's what I think is really digging yeah. at people and it seems like yourself as well, yeah. It is kind of. Now, you've kind of bounced around three times. Are you having some sense of this? You're probably closer to your family. Maybe that gives you a little more I, familiarity. I, I kind of, I'm liking what we're talking about. Like liking, I, liking which part? I'm kind of liking that I don't, I'm, I can live more for today because I oh. have my calendar all oh, crossed okay. off now. Oh, okay. And as, and as much as the things that I had planned were fantastic in most cases mm -hmm. i'm not my brain is more about today and this week mm -hmm. i can't even think about those things all the flights are canceled all the trips all the festivals those all would have been fun this is about what i need to take care of today and that means mm -hmm. mentally and spiritually as well i'm you know mm -hmm. it's in every way fiscally like i this is all for right uh, now and yeah. uh, that's actually been kind of freeing for me to not have to think mm -hmm. about all those things 
um, even though, you know, I, I appreciate control. And I think that is the happy medium that I have found personally, is that I can only plan out about a week right now. And I can't really worry about everything past that right now. That's actually been kind of freeing for me in a way. And yet, right before we went on the air, uh, I believe Christina was the one saying, if this goes on much longer, I just, I can't, I just can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, I mean, it's been difficult. I think I'm someone too, who I need to control everything. And I think like I've been grappling with this for a few months now, even before all this coronavirus, just like having something in my life that I couldn't control. And it kind of like freaked me out. Yeah. And so this, this is almost like, I feel like, I'm it's like a new thing that I can't control and I I almost feel like I I don't know which way is up and which way is down the only thing that I'm certain of is that I do this show every day and that I go for a walk at a certain time and like that's kind of the only thing that is certain to me and so I feel really out of control in a way like my mind is always like everywhere I have so much anxiety I can't sleep at night either like I I think a lot in general. I just like am always in my own head. <laughs> you are. You're, you're, you're a thinker. You're a thinker. Type. I, I think too much. And <laughs> I've had way too much time to think. Like usually I have some sort of distraction throughout the day. And even like working is helpful because it makes me have to focus on something else. Right. But um, besides that, I'm just like my mind is constantly racing. And I, I'm the same way. Like I, I get tired at like 9 p.m but I'm up till 2 a.m. because I just can't stop thinking about stuff. And um, I'm just, I'm trying to find the good in this and and to trust God in all of this, but I also am finding it really difficult to not be wishing this time away. I just want it to be over. I I, I want like the quarantine to be over, but I like in general, just want this time of my life to be over. And I want to be in the next phase of my life, kind of. Me too. But I think, I think we got to, but that is, that's where something. our faith comes in. Yep. That's where, you know, we, we realize like we are not in control. God is the only one in control. And it's, it's a, I think, a real test of our faith and our trust in God. Coronavirus, quarantine. We did uh, hashtag movie quarantines. Now, now it's spiritual. I think spiritual um, quarantine. something Christina said in there is that this show is saving her life. Oh, that's pretty good i mean kind of yes (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was catching i I like brett's takeaway dr brett yes (laughs) i when we don't do this show for too long it makes me batty i i you might i i know it seems like i'm very extroverted and i am but most of the time i'm just swirling in my own head all the time and i it's too much i don't (laughs) Get out of there. You guys are like talking to your you fellow priests and your family. I'm in this cabin. It's one room. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I, I sympathize with that. And this con- even just having this show to base the day around, I'm like, okay, the show is happening in the middle of this day. I'll do something else. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely for me as well. And, and keeping busy is, is, is good and reorganizing. I'm, perhaps with the end of this, I'm going to have all the closets are going to be cleaned and all the extra storage. Thing. <laughs> like when you find stuff, like I'm not a hoarder, but I have I inherited a little bit from my mom where it's like, why was I keeping that? God, yeah. Get rid of that. I'll be, I'll be the only one at the end of this who didn't clean or organize anything because <laughs> I'm not at home. <laughs> I have not been at home this whole time. I had so much, I'll just say it. I had so much crap in my apartment that I was like, well, I'll, 
I guess I'll take care of that. No, it's going to be in shambles with everything, all the stuff I normally have unorganized. <laughs> and <all the> <laughs> Well, how about this? When we return here on the Busted Halo show, it'll, we, got, we got lots more coming on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129.